It's Tuesday, April 30th, 2013. I will keep working to make sure that our scientific research does not fall victim to political maneuvers. Obama smacks down attempts to politicize science. The EPA smacks down Alaska's proposed pebble mine. Europe smacks down bee-killing pesticides. Plus... The current government is a Neanderthal government on this issue. Dr. James Hansen smacks back at Canada. All of those smackdowns and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Ignoring climate change and doing little or nothing about the carbon emissions that exacerbates it is costing us a fortune, even beyond the loss of life. Hey, you say that like it's a bad thing, Chris Hayes. Well, it is a bad thing, Brad. Oh. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyne, sound the alarms. I've heard uh, word that we are about to pass the important 400 parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, and this is a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, well, right? yes, we are approaching that milestone. Why is it a terrible thing? Why should I care? Well, hitting 400 parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, it's something that hasn't happened in human history, and it hasn't happened in three to five million years. So we're all celebrating today. It's finally happening. No, we are not celebrating. Why not? What's the problem with 400 parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere? Well, we're changing the chemical composition of the atmosphere by burning fossil fuels more CO2 in the atmosphere it means more warming. Higher global temperatures have all kinds of cascading consequences that are not good, such as aspects like Hurricane Sandy. So Bill McKibben's group 350.org is all about reducing the amount of carbon in the atmosphere down to 350 parts per million. That's right. And right now we're going in the wrong direction. That's not good. No, it's not. Why didn't you just say that in the first place? I did. Oh. In other news, the Environmental Protection Agency has dealt a serious blow, potentially, to the controversial proposal Pebble Mine in Alaska, issuing a new environmental report concluding that any large-scale open-pit mine in Alaska's unspoiled Bristol Bay region could cause widespread ecological damage and threaten one of the world's most prolific salmon fisheries. Now, the EPA didn't specifically examine the Pebble Mine because its developers haven't filed official permits yet, but this assessment backs up the opposition. Commercial and sport fishermen, Alaska natives, environmental and conservation groups. Now, the developers naturally criticize the report. They say it's a waste of money. Of course they do. Well, this sounds like good news, particularly for our affiliate Shannon Moore up in Alaska, who's been fighting for years against the Pebble Mine. And I'm happy to see the EPA seems like it is now becoming a bit more aggressive. We also saw a statement from them last week just blasting the State Department's approval of the Keystone XL pipeline. Right. And we'll have more on the Keystone XL pipeline in a moment. In the European Union, member states have voted to place a temporary two-year ban on the use of neonicotinoids. Those are pesticides that have been implicated in the stunning and mysterious decline of bee populations across the Northern Hemisphere. And another bit of good news, retail giant Walmart is doubling down on its commitment to switching all of its operations to renewable energy in the coming decades. Walmart just released a new plan, essentially telling big private utility companies to adapt and sell Walmart renewable energy, or Walmart will find someone who will. Wow, well, that's good news. We will continue to pursue advances in science and engineering and infrastructure and innovation, especially science-based initiatives to help us minimize and adapt to global threats like climate change. 
That was President Obama in a speech celebrating the 150th birthday of the National Academy of Sciences on Monday. He highlighted the crucial importance of federally funded scientific research to the economy and pledged to fight off partisan attempts to politicize scientific research funding. We can't afford to gut these investments in science and technology. And I will keep working to make sure that our scientific research does not fall victim to political maneuvers or agendas that in some ways would impact on the integrity of the scientific process. Obama is referring to new efforts by congressional Republicans to politicize science research funding through congressional funding. New efforts? Yeah, even more efforts now. A polite war of words has erupted between retired NASA scientist Dr. James Hansen and the Natural Resources Minister of Canada, Joe Oliver, over the proposed Keystone XL pipeline across the Midwest. Last week, Oliver slammed Dr. Hansen for his opposition to the pipeline and accused Hansen of exaggerating the impacts of the Alberta tar sands on climate change, Hansen smacked back in an interview with the CBC. The current government is a Neanderthal government on this issue. I, I have hopes that Canada will actually be a good example for the United States, but at the present government is certainly not. Well, meow. Actually, Dr. Hansen thinks there's a good chance that the Keystone XL pipeline won't be approved, but the state government of Alberta, Canada is already floating another alternative. They're thinking about shipping that heavy tar sands through the Arctic. What could possibly go wrong? You think? For more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Remember, you can download our broadcast anytime via iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Find us and like us on the Facebook and follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. Anyway